When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Brad John Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Seton Smith in studio, along with Philip Wise, trying not to ruin their childhood heroes by knowing too much about them. Next on the best of. Just retired, what, about two months ago. Who, George? George Clinton. Yeah, he retired. He's not touring anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. Seton. It's a good run for him. But it was a great run for him. 60 good years there? He came out. One of the day I met him was backstage at a, at a show. Philip was at the old Met Center. And they said, you want to meet George Clinton? I said, of course I want to meet George Clinton. I'd love to meet George Clinton. <laughs> so he comes out and he's in full regalia. I mean, he's got the robes on. He's got, the, yeah, he's got everything going, and he's got his. Remember, we used to carry a spear around with him. Oh wow! He actually carried a spear with had all kinds of, all kinds of feathers hanging from it. So he comes out and he's he's looking at me. He's walking up to me. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Look at me. He gets up. He said, uh, "George, this is Tom Bernard," and he goes, "Huh?" <laughs> Turns around and walks away. <laughs> uh, it was phenomenal. It was the great. He goes, "Huh." You can get away with it. I wonder what kind of drugs he was on at that time. That guy, I tell you what, though, because he he had Parliament, 
mm-hmm. Funkadelic, mm-hmm. Brides of Funkenstein, Bootsy Collins. He had the one group, <laughs> but there them. were like five different groups, mm-hmm. and he would just rotate them out on stage. Five acts appearing on the same night. <laughs> Brides it was the of same group. The Brides of Funkenstein. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bootsy <laughs> Collins was a genius, man. I oh, really. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. had some indie random singles that I listened to. Like, damn, this dude was genius. He was. That um, whole group was. I'd rather be with you. That was Bootsy, right? I'd rather be with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, apparently I didn't know he worked. He was in James Brown, original band and stuff, yep, and he yep. was crazy like that. Nah, I messed with him. James Brown is another one. Man. You ever, see, you ever see that movie? I have not seen the movie. Here's why I didn't see that movie. Sure. I do want to see it, but I wanted to see Ray, mm-hmm. the Ray Charles story. But then they told me that Ray Charles in the movie is not that nice a guy. So I didn't want to see the movie because I love Ray Charles. So I didn't want it to be ruined for me. I don't know who said that. He was it was, was right. he was acting appropriately to the circumstances. Same thing right. with James Brown. Oh, you okay. saw he was crazy, but once you realize his mother abandoned him in a in a, in right. a shack in the yeah. woods in yeah. Alabama and he had to survive, he's like, oh well, he's acting like somebody who's trying to survive in the backwoods. So I don't know. I the Ray movie was now it's dope. I think it's recommended. I, I can't believe it's seen. It's been I, like fourteen years. Well, now. I know, but I didn't <laughs> want to see it because I loved Ray Charles. Ray Charles was my hero. I mean, honestly, God, just singing Georgia or uh, you know, you don't know me. I mean, my God, that stuff is great. I was too young, uh, so when that movie came out, I remember I was waiting. I was waiting for all the hits, but the main hit I was waiting for was the one where he did the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> I was waiting for the Pepsi commercial scene in that movie, and it never happened. I was like, oh, okay, he must have did stuff before the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> or Cocoa Wheats. Remember he did the Cocoa Wheats commercial? No, I don't Coco remember that. Cocoa Wheats. You don't remember that? No. Remember that commercial? I know the Pepsi. I know you got the right one, baby. <laughs> I'm ready for that commercial. Sing the commercial. I'll buy it. I'll just sing the commercial. Now, it's a great, very quick story. Because Seton and I were talking about the fact they worked at Capitol Records back in the late 70s and early 80s. And uh, when I was working there, James Brown was on Polydor Records. And Polydor, I don't even know if Polydor is around it. But he wanted to sign a new contract with Polydor Records. And he didn't like the deal they were offering him. So he called uh, President the President of the United States. James Brown calls the President of the United States and said, why don't you do me a favor and kick Polydor out of the country? (laughs) (laughs) He wanted Polydor kicked out of the country. What'd they do? Uh, He said, well, I can't really do that. Was it Nixon or Ford at the time? Because um, I think so Nixon would have did it, but Ford couldn't. <laughs> Ford was like, ah, I, got of, I got a lot of heat, y'all. I just pardoned the president. I can't be kicking out. God, who, so, who, yeah, it might have been, was it Carter? Oh, yeah, Carter definitely wasn't going to do nothing. No, he Carter, wasn't Carter was, was, was Carter president even until... Not, don't ask me these questions. <laughs> Carter was president 72 to 76. What are they trying to do? Date you? Yeah, 76 to 81. It yeah. was Carter. So it was Carter. Yeah, yeah Carter was under that. Mm-hmm. Carter, Carter would take the call, though. Carter would take the call the second. Oh, yeah. He, I don't yeah, talk he to anybody. <laughs> but he's not like Trump. He's not going to get stuff done. You know what I mean? I'm just talking now. Now you got the chef all upset. No, I've, I've, I've had a couple questions I wanted to ask. You want to ask Seaton? Yeah. What's up, chef? You know, that, that, see, I like this man. This man's about respect. Hey, chef. Hey, that's, I am that. So, anyway, I want to ask him something. So, obviously, we're different generations, you know. So, I, I don't want to say how how old you are but you know i'm i'm pretty old you know so oh god hey hey man all these things you talk about the 70s fess up you lived through them you seen them yeah i did uh, you know i, I seen them i lived through them i knew um james brown i personally knew james brown you know and i played in new york yeah and uh the money was in New York for those entertainers. Sure. No doubt about but it. But I, I want to ask you this. I knew about his dalliances with those girls. So, <laughs> hey. well, let me ask you something real quick. Actually, before it was you... all good. It was all good. <laughs> before, but, so you were a black celebrity in the 70s. I wasn't and a celebrity. I was a football player. Yeah, but you were a model, too. You though. were in the circle. It's all... It's all stupid stuff, man. But it was, it was good. But once you do one great black thing in the 70s, all the other blacks, you, like, they put you on the list, right? Like, you're, you're part of the circle, Yeah. Am I crazy? Hey, man, the circle was crazy. I mean, what was the circle? I mean, those times were were times when we were forging this country. Mm-hmm. They were fighting. James Brown was known as a disciplinarian. Yeah, he you was. Know, he was. The same thing as Prince. They didn't, take, they didn't take stuff. Wilson Pickett You know, was and you was way, late yeah. for this or that, and he was that kind of guy. He was the forerunner 
of of getting black entertainers paid. He was battling with them. So I see Chase, but I'm getting away from what I want to get to. Okay. Like, do they call you? What what generation are you? Like, I'm old school. I'm I'm like, what what do they call us? Uh, I don't know. Are you well, a baby well, boomer? Yeah, we're ba- baby. I'm a baby boomer. boomer. I am. Okay. That's for sure. See, okay. so w- what would you describe? What are you? Um, I'm in between. Like, I'm not a Generation X. Those dudes are in their 40s. And I'm not exactly a millennial because those people are in their, like, 20s. But I'm 36. So okay, so you fall in. I'm in between. I'm a 2000. I'm I think you're technically Generation X. Technically, I'm Generation X. Yeah, yeah. I'm See, definitely. I graduated 2000 high school, and that's. But they don't. For some reason, we should be the millennials. I don't know why these these kids now are the millennials. I know. Uh, that's a horrible. That's why should y'all that's be the millennials point. then? Because of the graduating in 2000. Yeah, that's I, one way we're like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you're born in 2000, mm. I guess that's the millennials. That's <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, we're in between. I'm just like I could hang with. I could either be responsible or I could keep <laughs> for a few more years. Uh, <laughs> it's really edit, that kind edit, of thing. Edit. Oh, oh, we're edited. We're not cursing. No, they show it on radio too. Oh, okay. Well, well right. you get me. Fleet, fleet, fleet. <laughs> you, you you know all this stuff. You know this history of of Bootsy and all them. Like oh, I'm yeah. looking at you. Nah, <laughs> you, you nah. You ain't. You really don't know. You know, but you know about them. You. you I mean, oh, well, that, that's, my year, my the '90s for black people. Black youth in the '90s, we were sampling all the '70s songs. So I just know. It yeah, y'all like, still, y'all still music in a minute. Y'all sell, y'all good at that. <laughs> I, I like it. Like, y'all bad boy. This is a fun sampling, Get paid. Sample. I like sampling. Get paid. I don't know. Sampling. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to defend musicians. I don't play music like that. I just know that you know I like it. <laughs> see, but 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 see, those people you're talking about were advocates mm-hmm. for this blackness thing. Mm-hmm. And see, when I listen to you, would you consider yourself an advocate for blackness? Advocate for blackness. You mean in the same sense? I mean, you got to look don't at the dodge. context. Don't, don't, I'm not don't dodging. Dodge I'm in the context. <laughs> advocating blackness. You no, 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 no. Advocating blackness in the 70s was a real, like, a different context than advocating blackness right now. Advocating blackness in the 70s was, like, a lot more. I'm not saying we're not. We're still dying and being shot now. But back then, it was not talked about, not seen. And it was like you were you were called crazy. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah, you were called crazy. Oh, there's racism. You're being a crazy Negro. Be happy for yourself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. You you right on the money. Yeah, and now yeah. we now, was doing good. Yeah, now it's yeah. like a weird, fun. Not, I'm gonna call it weird. It's a very specific, growing white guilt that is comes out in two different ways. One, no, it comes no. out as over apologetic. I can't do anything. No, or no. or it's you a, think it's a guilt? Or yes. or or, or I got to lead a room. Or got to lead a room. You got people denying it, like going like a cra- like they're still the absent crazy deniers slash Trump supporters and then people who are overly guilty. <laughs> and so there's really both, I'm going to argue both sides are completely unhealthy. It I does agree. Not, you yes, can't just hate yourself you and you can't hate I other agree. people. You got to figure out why. Well, they don't hate themselves. They only hate white men, not white women. Right. That's yeah. what I like. Wait a minute, white women hate yeah. white men. I asked one simple question. It's way out of hand. He's way out of hand. He said, where'd they go, they, Philip? Oh well, I heard you this week, brother, and, and I don't. You don't even want to interject what I, what I heard this week. What, what you said, mean? you brought it, introduced the word, and I loved it. You were talking about it on your show. I was listening. Yeah, passive aggressive. Oh, you didn't. Well, well, and I'm listening to that word. I'm like, here, here. They didn't, oh, you didn't, you didn't introduce something into. You know, they're two opposite words. You passive or you yeah, aggressive. That's why it's but so you, unhealthy. Why is it so unhealthy? Be passive like, aggressive? Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, Seton, man, you're my kind of guy. You're my kind of guy. As soon as you turn around, I'm going to stab you right in your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's oh. passive aggressive. Oh, you're talking about that's, that's just a BS lie. I think more of the passive aggressive coming from like a restaurant standpoint is the customers are, uh, you know, you're right there with them. You're trying to deal with them at the restaurant, trying to make sure that their problems are solved where, where they would rather deal with it, not with you face to face, but yeah. on a computer at right. home on you. Oh, right. Yeah. That's my so it's like, like yeah. to your face, they want to be super nice. But as soon as they get home, now they're that aggressive person on the keyboard who's like, nah, 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 I, I actually hate you. You know what? You know why that is, though? Because yeah. they're afraid if they complain to your face that someone's going to spit in their food or something worse. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they, mean, really they, are. Co- they, they really cowards? Are. are you saying they cowards? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it, yeah, I mean, I, 
I've heard of servers saying that they do stuff to people's food. <laughs> well, well, but like I don't don't so you service, don't want to complain. Right. But I feel like you don't want to complain. Do Is the whole country, if you look at the, the movement, and I don't want to say white people since we we got some in this room. Right? We've got a few. we got a mixture of black <laughs> folks. Whose show is this? <laughs> hey, I'm done with it. I'm done. But I want to ask you one more question. Sure. I want to ask you one more question. How are we doing on time, Andy? Oh, 11.30. 11.30, okay. You know I want to ask you this question. Ask away. You know, because you're from that generation, in that generation, 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 that young school. So I want to ask you something. How you spell Seton? <laughs> How you spell your name? Sure, S-E-A-T-O-N. So like C and then ton, but it's like usually town by the sea. Or C Town, C Town. See, y'all got those names. Yeah. And what, what? Then they give you that name, and everybody, when you say it, or Fumu Boo Boo or whatever, how you spell it? You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about these names. Great tradition. I'm talking about these names. You, you know what I'm talking about. I know. I hear what you're saying. And I say, and I hear it, and I'm like, oh hell, you know, what does it mean? Why they give it to you? I mean. But, you know, I respect names. I understand. Yeah. Now, you know, during the black generation, as you know, the 70s is when they had a whole big black, oh, pro-black tell wave. tell me about it. My brother was named after Malcolm X's second name, Malik. And um, I was named, my name is Old English because I was, my dad, my mom tried to name me kind of hippie-ish, Elijah Michael. And then my dad came in because he was gone that weekend I was born. So he came <laughs> the next weekend and was like, nah, 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 you're going to be named after your great uncle who has land because maybe you get land after him. So I have, I have a great uncle see you. I was going to say, Seton sounds like uh, Celtic, almost. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the moments. See, now we're going Celtic being European. Yeah, Irish. old Irish. Yeah. Yeah, my name is definitely old white. I don't know what. Old white. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely old white. I can't even admit. I can't even deny. <laughs> I, I just love names, I, 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 especially how in our community they've evolved. They have. And, and there's a, a lot of big difference between old school and young school and, and names. But it's all to be respected. It's all good. Yeah, no, there's, there's some names out there that are horrific. I remember <laughs> there was... Uh, uh, I think she named her child like Celia or Celia, but the way she pronounced, the way she spelled it, the way there's a story with it. She was like, I was in the hospital, I saw a doctor's chart, and I saw that name, and I was like, that's a pretty name. And she spelled it syphilis, but she oh, pronounced like Celia. Oh, 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 oh there are things like that. There are names like that. There are yeah, other ones where like they combine. Like I named, I took my three best friends yeah, and I combined their names. Yeah. But then you're not friends with them anymore. But the child still has this horrible name of uh, Amanda Fico. It's like all you like people asking you your name. Does it make you insecure? How you spell your name? You know, when teachers and all that. You know how I spelled it? S E E T O N. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, cause, but does it make you feel different? I mean, people ask you all the time, like, you know, especially teachers. You does it hurt your self esteem when you're young? Or it or did until I was about third, fourteen. Okay. 14 years old was a day. I remember that because I moved to, I used to move a lot growing up, and I moved to this other, this high school, uh, Montclair, New Jersey. And I remember a teacher asked, What's your name? I said, My name is Seton. And this one ghetto ass girl in the back yelled, What'd he say? Did he say Satan? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just say Satan? And, and, and I remember reacting Satan. really angrily, and I put my middle finger up to her, like, Oh, uh, whatever. And she's like, Why'd you put your middle finger up to me? I didn't know what was going on. What's your name? What is it? Because Satan would do that. Yeah, <laughs> but then, exactly. I realized I was reacting bad. If I just said, hey, no, my name is Seton, she could have had a chance to be like, oh, I'm sorry. As opposed to I flipped out and I made it bad. So ever since then, I was like, you know what? Who, who cares? It's a stupid name. But as she can, she as can. we take a very quick break, I'd like to point one thing out. Hmm. Is that, you see, we have Hillary there and then we got Trump there. But the person staring at you, Satan, is Jesus. Oh. <laughs> white Jesus, too. So. It's white Jesus, too. <laughs> I'm going to question that Jesus. Now. <laughs> we'll be right back more with Seton Smith and Philip Wise and Murray's here, too. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Well, I got a woman way over town that's good to me. That was Seton Smith on The Best Of. Coming up next, we had comedian Dean Edwards in studio. Not the disgraced former congressman Dean Edwards, but the funny Dean Edwards. Next on The Best Of. Friend indeed, I got a woman way over time. That was John Edwards, not Dean Edwards. 
Dean Edwards joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He's at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. As a matter of fact, 8 and 10, 30. What are you going to sing Say. Now you're tossing. Say. <laughs> Dean and I were just talking about what what it's like to hang out with Nick Swartzen. And, of course, Catherine knows that. Andy knows that. Uh, no doubt about it. He's... Uh, He's like, a, he's, like, he's like a butterfly. It really is. is it Nick, <laughs> Nick Swartzen <laughs> just floats through and is full of love and energy. And, and uh, my, my first Tuesday night, we did our first show at Agme, which was awesome because um, they do the contest. And then uh, we, I was doing meet and greet. And, oh, that's good. And... And, you know, the the crowd pretty much had filed out. We were probably standing out there for a good 20, 30 minutes. And then I saw some guys coming in, and I thought I thought they had been to the show. I said, oh, someone forgot their phone or something. Oh, right. And then as they get closer, he's like, hey, buddy. I was like, oh, that's Nick. I said, what's up? And he was like, yeah, we, we just did a show in uh, Fargo, and I, I found out you were down here, so I had to come down. I was like, oh, man, that just been. And we hung out and, and just kicked it for, like, Two three hours, yeah, yeah. reminiscing uh, about going um, through through the comedy clubs in New York City, you know, yep. down in the Village Boston Comedy Club, and uh, and looking, and we're all still here, you know. That that always makes you happy. Yeah, that is a good thing. They're still no here doing that. doing your thing. Yeah, he did a show at the Palace Theater over in St. Paul, mm-hmm. I think, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And then he was uh, where was he? Where was he? Saturday, because he was in Fargo on Friday. Okay, okay. And then on Saturday, where he he was somewhere, but I can't remember where. But yeah, he did a show at the Palace Theater over in St. Paul on mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday night. But yeah, Nick is uh, he first started coming on the morning show that you did that you did. He first started coming on in that he was God. He was in his early twenties. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Probably <laughs> guessing. And what a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Because Dynamo, Nick was always yeah. like, oh, frantic God. energy, he's moving quickly, like, oh, slow yeah. down, man. But it's so great, because I know his brother Johnny really, you ever met Johnny? His no, brother, no, I never oh, met God. Johnny. Musician. Okay. Really good guy. Okay. Really, really good guy. And his sister, Rachel. And it's funny, because whenever Nick, because once in a while, Nick will just kind of disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, he just kind of does. Does right. he go to California? Yeah. <laughs> so probably. <laughs> to shoot, <laughs> that's it. Working, yeah, to, to work. But yeah, Rachel always calls me. Have you talked to Nick? I said no, not recently. We'll go find him. I'm like, <laughs> how did how you job. get sent? Yeah. How did it become your game? Yeah, how did yeah, it become my job, job to go keep look for track Nick. of Nick? It's, that's a, the next reality show from Ryan Seacrest. Keeping yeah. up with Nick. Yeah, Ooh, need, I like it. You need an app. <laughs> yeah, keeping Good up with Nick. Right? right, Nick is like a GPS. <laughs> By the way, so he called me on, I think, Thursday, last last Thursday, not yesterday, but a week ago. He calls me, and I answer the phone, and he says to me, what's up, Big F? Mm-hmm. You can't call me that. I can't call it. You can't say that to me. I can't say it to you. And he goes, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. All right. And he will. And he will. And he will. Right. He will. Right. But no, he's... Uh, I tell you one thing about Nick. Every time I talk to him or I see him, he always tells me he loves me. I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. always does. He said he said like three times. He, yeah, the first he two times it was cool. Then I was like, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Something's some going much. on in the air? Yeah. What do I not know? <laughs> no, but it's... But it, which it speaks to something bigger. Is like you should... We should, as, as human beings, be able to express our love and compassion towards one another on yeah. such a... Yep. Sumpa, such a human level, but we're all... We're so caught up in our own worlds that we don't. And so it's, it's refreshing right. and sometimes throws people off when someone just says, hey, man, I love you. And I was like, I said, man, I love you too, man. I'm, and I'm, mm-hmm. Like I said, I said, I'm glad. I really appreciated him coming by. He didn't have to do that. You know, you you, you just did your own show and probably yep. Yep. did, you know, 90 minutes and your feature mm-hmm. and everything leading up, getting your head right. And, and you could have gone and just laid down in a hotel or what have you and he was like, nah, I wanna go see my friend. That you know, that yeah, made that made great. my day. That made my great. week. I've been telling people all week, like, yo man, Schwartzen came through. And then also in the realm of Hollywood, people get so disconnected. Yeah. So it's nice to see someone come back home and remain grounded and remain human, you know, towards no, everyone. I, you're absolutely right. But I, I wanna ask him something. Mm-hmm. 
You know, where are you from? New York. New York City. Okay, you in, you're from New York. Yes, sir. The boys and all that. Sir, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Okay. Ooh, just okay. just call, call me Chef. Man. Oh, chef. Okay. Chef. Okay. Yeah, that's a, chef word, outfit that's a word of respect. Okay. But I want to ask them, do you do it? Do you, your boys and everybody, can you easily just tell males and stuff, I love you, man? I do, yeah. And, oh. and, 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 I, and I make sure, because I've noticed recently, <laughs> no, no, no. well, I've noticed recently when people... People do say instead. People don't put the I, so people just say "love you," and I'm like, yeah. "Well, you know what? I, I, I want you to know it's coming from me, yeah. so I'm going to yeah. say I love you, just because it, it it shows. It takes I take onus of it by saying, "Yo, I love you, man." So I, I say to like my boys, my friends all the time, my homies. I'm like, "Yo, man, I love you, man." You know, I'm glad. You know, we hang up like one of my one of my closest friends. He was a uh, Excuse me, uh, my best man in uh, in my wedding, and we were in the army together. And and you know, usually when we hang up, we we haven't spoken in like a week. We hang up, it's like, all right, man, take care, stay up, I love you, you know. And we just express it just to let each other know, because you never know. And as you get older, and you see, you know, some of your friends haven't made it, so it becomes yeah. to me more yeah. important to that you you don't regret not saying it. You know, That's true. Well, let me just tell you something, it, Philip. To your left. Yeah, yeah, I, I sent something. No, you don't. You ain't <laughs> sensing nothing, man. I've known this him. is a bunch of crap. I've known him for 40, love. 45 <laughs> years. I've known him, okay? In w- once in 45 years, he told me he loved me. Okay. Hey. I tell him that all the time. Once. He, That's all I got. I don't know when he started this. You, you started this. Don't change the subject. You got, you got, you got, we grew up this tough times. Okay. Tough men. Mm-hmm. The tough men. I got all these athletes, all these fans. Right, right, right. We're older now. So, and it's not easily said now, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I realize we like what you say. Mm-hmm. Love you. Yeah. Now, that ain't that. I love you. But how are your uncles and, and, but they're, they're, those older tough men, right? No, they, they yeah, that it, it's a different, it's a different time, it's a different yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you didn't. <laughs> Uncle Herbie wasn't wasn't walking up to my pops. All right, Ronald, I love you. You know, it was, it was just it was a you got a pound. And yeah, then, yeah, and no, that. it's good, it's good. And, and that was enough. And and I don't like you might have seen. Like there was, there were hugs. There we all hugs. Hugs. We yeah. huggers, man. But Touch. nah, you didn't, you didn't hear it right. that that much. I think you know, is it, it? We've coming up in a different era. I spoke about it on stage. My my kids, we got beat. You know, we we got spankings yeah. and oh, corporal yeah. punishment. Right, and, and oh, like like the parents would tag team you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and tap in. Like I'm going in. <laughs> but I didn't because a it's a different time. B I, you know, my wife and I, we have two daughters, and so I was like, you know what, when I was younger, um, when, I think when they were first born, I was, a friend of mine who was also a comic, he was like, he was like, yeah, I have a daughter, and, and I can't put my hands on her because that's setting the wrong example for her early right. on, that a man can put his hands on you, even the discipline. Mm. So I said, I took that to heart, and I said, yeah, I guess I can't either. But I also am lazy, you know, so, <laughs> so like the extent work. of my discipline in, is my, my voice gets louder, you know, and... and and my kids can read when I've really had it up to here, but there've never really been serious repercussions. You know, my my dad was six eleven and a half. So oh, whoa, yeah, I was God bless. So I all oh, there was never a time I wasn't afraid. Even even when when you know the end was near and he was laid <laughs> laid out, I was still like, no, nah, I don't think I could take him. You know? <laughs> I don't think I could you take him. About six eleven, yeah, man. man, and a half. He always said he was. Oh, he was always like six eleven and a half. But I'm not a giant. I was like, yeah, I dad. You know, I'm not seven feet tall. I'm like we round up around here. You know? Kevin Garnett was the same way. He would never say he was seven feet tall. Really? He was at six eleven and a half. Wow. Same wow. Thing. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Oh, I Kevin didn't know Garnett. seven feet was the giant Gen- cutoff. Giant. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You are now a giant. Cutoff. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just the way it is. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry that you missed Seton Smith because he was. He looked up at the board and said, "Oh, Dean's Dean's in town." Yeah. Yeah, but you but you know what? I'll, I'll uh I'll, I'll reach out to him because we just Seton said something to me. I just started working uh one of the clubs in in New York City, the Comedy Cellar, the oh, renowned yeah. Comedy Cellar. Yeah, and because uh, I had we had our thing, but but it came around and we we started working together. So I was sitting there and Seton had seen he works. He's been working there for a while, and so probably three weeks ago, uh, he was bringing me on stage. And it's funny how you you. 
affect people you don't know. So he's bringing me up, and he says, uh, he's and he says, hey man, this next dude I'm about to bring up. I remember seeing him when I first started out, and I was like, I feel so old now. <laughs> he's like, I remember seeing him when I first started out in the '90s, before I was even a comic. I was just in a in a comedy club, and and what he did to the stage was amazing. And so I walked on stage like, oh, I I had no idea, you know, and right. then. We sat afterwards. We went upstairs and we were eating. He he put me on to the uh, the salmon and and mashed potatoes. Really good food. And, uh, <laughs> and and we just we started talking because you can you can be in the same circuit around the people acquaintances for years, but never really break bread. Really never sure. really actually have a full on conversation. And so now that I've been in the club, uh, that particular club more often where he's hosting, we've just sat around and actually talked and chopped it up and had right. some great conversations, you know. So I definitely I, I when I when I leave here I'll call him and uh see if I can get in contact with him and uh you know maybe just go grab some lunch or go see a movie. Go Phil, see Hotel Artemis or something. Phil <laughs> Philip was all over him about his name though. He's, yeah. Like he's got he's got that's a white Seaton, yes. Yeah. yeah, you don't mean it. When, when, when his, his, his parents were smart, when they named him, they said, we got to give him a shot at getting it, at least getting it in the job. Because certain names that they see, when, when you send the resume, if you got if you got Donnell or, or LeBron, like LeBron James had to play ball, right? Because if, if he was applying for a Fortune 500 company, that resume wouldn't make it all the time to, to the person that needs to see it. They said, LeBron, oh. No, we we won't be looking at that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but Seton Smith, same with me. Like Dean Edwards, yeah, Dean Edwards was, yeah. was nice and and racially ambiguous, where they couldn't really nice figure world, out, yeah. you know, what it was. And then surprise, you know, I can't get the job. Oh, it's not what we expected. I, I got to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you're from New York. Yes, sir. Say. I, yes, I like this kid, I know, man. This kid keeps serving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I ain't got no wallet on. That's because you got that Farrakhan hat on. Okay, now. yeah. See, yeah. But I, I'm just thinking, you know, you're talking about all this walleye and, 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 and all this salmon and all this, and you're a New Yorker, you know. What, do, do, your food choice, I mean... Mm-hmm. You know where I'm getting. Do, do, what do y'all eat in in New York? In New York, anymore? the main no, thing. No fried foods. Pizza. Or I'm, I'm a big pizza. Oh, pizza. Man. I love. I New love. I love New York City pizza. Do oh, you have I'm any spoiled. soul food left? Um, of course. I mean, uh, uh, there's a spot up in Harlem. I was just there last week. Uh, uh called the Red Rooster. Uh, right on. Uh, I want to say one. I think one thirty. Fifth and Adam Clayton Powell, and uh, yeah, I mean the soul food. I'm I'm big on soul food, and my wife is Jamaican English, so I'm big Ooh. on my and, and my mother-in-law. I'm excited. My mother-in-law, she she moved back to Jamaica a couple of years ago. She had a house built out there, but she's coming back on Saturday. Great cook. So yes, so, you talking about curry I'm, and all well, that? Curry. She oh, got the yeah. curry chicken and the, and the stewed chicken, <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> stuff, right? And, and Escovish fish and, and all oh, that yeah. and rice and peas. And so I'm actually, you just reminded me, I'm looking forward to getting home on Sunday because oh, I land my mouth and we going right to my mother-in-law's house. Can have a feast. And I'm a Any crawfish, crock salad? Uh, she's big, you know, she's big on saltfish and I key saltfish. You know and it gets your sex up, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, you don't need <laughs> When, when, when you have like West Indians around you, you don't need the pills because they have the, oh no, you, you need to eat, drink some peanut punch. You need peanut punch is going to get you right way. Cheaper? Much cheaper. And it's much cheaper. Now, now Dean, you can't answer this right away because mm-hmm. there's a person in this room okay. who played for the New York Jets. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, are you a football fan? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, okay, I'm not a football fan. I What's funny is I did a bunch of work for ESPN for the last couple of years. Years we uh, with Frank Caliendo we did uh, oh, you yeah, know stuff Frank. for uh, um, uh, Sunday NFL Countdown and we were doing these oh, yeah, yeah. these sketches where where they had me playing CC you know <laughs> CC and and and, and uh, 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 the coach from uh, Jesus it's been that long from uh, uh, Mike. From the Steelers, uh, who who can't blink because his eyes are so wide. And uh, Tomlin, uh, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, yeah. and uh, yeah, we I had a blast uh, rocking out with them. But I I don't I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. 
Um, cause I did, I did a, my first like big opportunity was, uh, was a Snickers commercial back, oh, yeah. back in the Ooh. day and it premiered during the Super Bowl. And it's always been, you know, tradition Sunday, Sunday, uh, yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, you know, the food and the finger foods and whatnot. And, and, but aside from that, I don't, I don't really, I don't care. Hey, but I'm a fine, you're a New Yorker and this is the test. Mm-hmm. You got like basketball, man. Of course. I'm a, I'm nah. a, Knicks are my second team, though. Yeah, Clyde Frazier. Yeah, Clyde, 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 Clyde. Is he Frazier. getting older? Is he slowing down or anything? <laughs> His hair still fly. Oh. He's something. His hair still fly, yeah. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. best of coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the oh, oh, all the way back to 853 with joe coy and jake johansson next on the best of I could do a movie trailer about that studio today. It was the show with two mics, two <laughs> comedians, and two black guys. Yeah, that's true. It's a good balance you guys got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some guy. I think anyway. Some guy holding a camera. <laughs> he's. A, I think television. he's. I think he's Mexican. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think we hit everything as far as diversity. Yeah. You met the quota, people. Tom, for the year. Mm-hmm. I could have been the the older honky. <laughs> I missed my chance. I missed my chance to get that done. But you know, as my career goes along. You just I get miss older. a lot of opportunities like that. <laughs> you just get older. My career goes fun. along. I just get older. Older and then I'll, I think about ten years from now, I'll just be going. I fucking hate everything. Yeah, <laughs> just this yeah. old cr- crotchety crabby yeah. ass guy. I think it'll be just wonderful. Just, just plain peanuts, no salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly peanuts with skin on it. And Who Jake the fuck eats that? Me. I don't Jake like to share. What the hell would be different then, Tom? It does. It does feel to me like you're you're not giving up, but you're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving up is always on his mind. Yeah, every conversation. <laughs> I could do this, or I could just well, give yeah. Up. But you know the problem, and I'll be honest with you, I could not be one of those guys that plays golf every day. I there's no way I could do that. Yeah. Oh God. Well, just by so the way, you talk, we can tell. Yeah, that you're physically you're not up to it. I feel like is what is kind of what you're saying. You don't, oh, phys- no. you don't physically want to do it. You feel I feel like you just want to sit. When you say give up to stop everything, I feel like you're just going to pick up the remote control and start ordering, that'll be pay, it. ordering food. I like that. Uber will bring just, you food now. Do you oh, know that right? I know. They yeah. bring food. Uber delivers food now. Which it's is- just oh, they they finally realized like we don't have to drive these people around. We can just bring them what they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Someone wanted Absolutely. Olive Garden. <laughs> I, I tell you, honestly, God, the last time I was in an Uber was with Philip Wise, and and you guys know who Philip is. He was in this morning with both of you on the KQ Morning Show. Philip's been my friend for 40 years, and Philip is mentally ill. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We get in a, an Uber. It's Dave Mordahl, Philip, and me, and our Uber driver is from, like, Iran, probably. He's probably Iranian. Yeah. And Philip is sitting right behind the driver, and Philip goes, Hey, man, don't you like black people? <laughs> and the driver goes, What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, you, you opened everybody's door but mine. Why didn't you open my door? driver's like well i'm sorry i said sir he's kidding he's joking around the guy's starting to sweat no i just telling you man you're really disrespectful and i feel slighted well sir i'm really sorry this poor bastard i keep going he's joking sir he's just kidding but the guy would i could not convince the man that the very large black man in the back seat wasn't about to kill him because philip gave him that impression he doesn't. So, Philip doesn't seem murderous. He doesn't seem murdery to me. Oh, you've never been around Philip. No. Well, I mean, I bet he could be, but he always he always oh. goes to that uh, the, the race thing. 
the he's, race joke. Always. He's always. A, he's a, an ex-NFL player that played with Joe Namath. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think, anyway. So, But Philip, Philip has been my dear friend for 40 years. I mean, I love the guy. He hates when I say that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love you, Philip. No, you know. No, no, no. He just starts mumbling to himself. He, just, he hates the fact that a white guy tells him that he loves him because it just crosses some kind of barrier for him, even though I've known him for 40 years. It's just how he is. JD Black guys can say off. love you, I think. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they can. But it's I, can't it's always to their grandma, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> love you. No. Bro. Thank I, you, grandma. Mama. Big mama. <laughs> big mama. I love big mama. Thank you, thank you. I had a big mama in my neighborhood. Love big mama. Mm-hmm. Love big mom, <laughs> but uh, so no, I don't really like that white motherfucker too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, big mama, I love with all my heart. But this motherfucker here, yeah, maybe it's eating the- of dry ass peanuts all the time. <laughs> no, I had a, I had thirteen guys I ran with in St. Louis. Yeah, and we talked to each other the last these days. The last things, last thing we tell each other, we, hey man, I love you. Yeah, I love you. All right, see you later. Talk to you later. Yeah, but you yeah. don't mind when my family says that we love you because my children have known you since they were right. little kids. Yeah. And especially, well, Andy doesn't even tell me. Well, no, Andy tells me he loves me, but it's kind of begrudgingly. Yeah, let me. But yeah, with Philip, it's a, it's a different deal. Philip is a. One more Philip story, and then I'll move on, then I'll shut up because I want to hear Jake and Joe talk about what's going on in their lives because there's a lot going on in their lives. But uh, I was at Philip's house one time about 30 years ago. And the woman which, with which he lived at the time uh, started arguing with him while I was sitting in, in the living room. And she said, you know we're going to my mama's house. He goes, I am not going to your mama's house. I told you I'm not going to your mama's house, and I'm not going. And I have to use the accent a bit, Tevin, so don't get pissed off at me because <laughs> it's part of the story. So they're arguing back and forth, back and forth. And he said, this is a man at the time. Oh, he's probably about 40 years old at the time. Grown man, NFL player, just got out of the NFL like 10 years earlier, or not even that, seven or eight years earlier. And he said, woman, I'm telling you for the last time, I am not going over to visit your poopy butt relative. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Now, Did this is really the same guy that doesn't like yes, to be called love you, said but says poopy butt. butt. He said your you know, poopy said butt relative. A while. <laughs> he said motherfucker. <laughs> he said motherfucker a lot this morning when I told him he couldn't have his cell phone in the studio anymore. He was, he was hollering motherfucker every two seconds. Was he? Yeah, he was not happy. He was yeah. not happy. He wasn't calling me a motherfucker. He was just going, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say the upset. word shit because that's, that's just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I say poopy butt. <laughs> it's just more respectful. You can combine motherfucker. Them. <laughs> you can combine them into motherfucking poopy butt. <laughs> it sounds great. Motherfucking poopy butt. <laughs> poopy butt motherfucker. Well, Joe, it's probably a good thing you didn't come in this morning wearing that hat because he'd have been all over you. Yeah. Oh, look at that hat. Really? Look really? at that hat that brother, that Filipino brother got on. <laughs> yeah, see, if you're anything for Philip, if you're if you're. You could be 99% Caucasian, but if there's 1% of something else, then you're acceptable. Oh, right? exactly. That's just how it is, because that, that means you're not completely white, which is the worst thing you could possibly yeah. be on Earth. So your great-great-grandfather is Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get over here, motherfucker. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Your, I love you now. With your poopy butt. <laughs> what a world. We're, honest to God, what a world. There's no question about it. Do you think it's... It's really all that healthy right now. For every, every time young people turn on the television and see everyone hates everyone else, it just—I've never been through a period like this in my life, having grown up, uh, you know, where but, I grew up in very urban neighborhood. I never—I never heard about everybody hated everybody else, but we do now, apparently. But I don't Tom, think we hate it. I don't think everybody no. hates everybody else. The cops God, hate. I everybody. hope you're right. I feel like the police—the police are a little bit of a problem sometimes. 
I, I don't think you the think police. So? I think the fire department. You <laughs> <laughs> start a new trend. Everyone's going after these fucking cops, man. You know how many times my shit has been on fire and not one fucking fireman has come to my fucking house? But do you think it's Have race? you tried throwing flour on it? Man, fuck you. Come here and get this fire. <laughs> do you think it's race-related, though? I think it's race-related. Yeah. Firemen. Firemen don't like Filipinos. No. That's all there is to it. I, I was, I was going to say... I don't see this problem in young people because they number one don't they don't watch broadcast news they don't watch well, a lot true. of television they all hang out with each other yeah they yeah. do well, that's like you know, how my, my life was my son lives in a in a house with three white guys yeah you know and you know one of them owns it and the rest of them pays rent to to him yeah and uh, you know they just they just hang and live together and whatnot. I don't even think they discuss crap. Well, like I hope race. you're right. The world's going to be right. better when we get old and die. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you're ready to give up, yeah, it's going to get nice. You know, yeah. The world got a lot better when Jake Johansson died. I just don't know when we <laughs> off. I, feel, I like to think of myself as one of the good ones, but don't well, we all? Yes. I don't. I have never thought I was one of the good ones. I just I couldn't accept that. Do you I think you're one of the bad ones, though, or do you feel like you're neutral? No. I feel like I'm the leave. Let me give you an example of how I go through life. And some people get the humor, and other ones think I'm the biggest prick ever born. We were at a Costco, and there were two guys speaking Spanish to one another, blocking the aisle. And where I grew up, it's just the way you did things, and therefore that's why I did it this way. So they're speaking to each other in Spanish, and they're blocking the aisle, and there are about five people waiting to get through. So I said, hey. And they both looked at me. I said, how in Spanish do you say, get the fuck out of the way? (laughs) And they both started laughing and got out of the way. They thought, see, they understood. But some people would not understand that at all and think, oh, what a horrible thing you just did. I could see how that one would go wrong on you every once in a while. (laughs) But but they understood completely and thought it was funny because they knew I wasn't serious. It was like, hey, because I don't know how to say get the fuck out of the way in Spanish. I was being honest with them. How do you say? Does anybody speak Spanish? Uh, un poquito. That's all I that fucking know. I, I don't know anything else. It's little. Isn't poquito little? Yeah. Really I, you nice know what? try, Joe. Well, so that means he speaks a little bit of I Spanish. I speak a little <laughs> Spanish. Oh, un poquito. Well, you know what's funny, Tom? I don't, what? Uh, like, when I, when I was growing up, racism was a big... Like, you could tell, like, how people were racist or like this family taught the mm-hmm. their kids to to be racist and now like right like with my generation you know what i mean like who i grew up with all my friends and then the the people that are in my family and and then uh it's just a different like i feel like everyone's just brown now and i feel like racism isn't taught it's kind of like they teach themselves now because my son yeah. said something very racist, and I don't think he was being racist. We were watching, uh, we were watching the Panthers play, and uh, and uh, Cam just takes off running, and I'm like, "Is he really that fast? You know what I mean? Like, no one can catch Cam." And my son, with, without skipping a beat, goes, "He's black." And I go, what? Goes, no, Joe, that's not the answer. He goes, he goes, what? He goes. All my black friends are fast. And then I'm like, all right, hold on. Is my son being racist? Is he making a general statement? Because he's right. I go, Joe, you can't say that. He goes, Dad, the the fastest kids at my school are Luke, and I think the other kid is like Kenny. And I go, all right. And he goes, they're black, Dad. (laughs) They're black. And that's why I'm saying they don't – they just look at it as a fact. Yeah, I don't. They don't look at it as a, a racial problem no. or whatnot. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it's kind of weird. I, now. Uh, I don't see, but but then again, I'm not. It's still there. You know right. what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't taught. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and he's going to say that. You know, he. By the way, he still does Asian jokes too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I hate writing right. with Auntie Gemma, which is my sister. I hate writing with Auntie Gemma. I go. He's like, she's dangerous, Dad. She's Asian. Like he's like, <laughs> like and he says that. Well, she, he so his racism that. is just through a, him observing the right. world. Yeah, and she is horrible. She got into another accident like well, last there week. There you go. 
Well, see, it ha- now, Jake, let me ask you a question, because you consider yourself one of the good guys. Oh, boy. You think, no, no, Go no, ahead. this is a good question. This is so good I'm reading question. a story of my daughter the other day, and it's about so Florence Nightingale. Evidently, there was another nurse at the time of Florence, that Florence Nightingale was around who was black. And the story, it's talking about this woman and how she didn't get credit for the good work that she did, and sometimes it was even better than Florence Nightingale. But when we're reading it in the story, it says black, but my daughter says, well, I'm going to switch that to African-American when I read it because we're reading out loud. She goes, I'm going to switch black. And I said, well, there's a British lady, so right. it's not right. really an African-American. But my daughter was like, I'm switching it to African-American. <laughs> I, I have been told that, that I can't even call myself black. But some oh, people. you can't? You no. can't. I, th- I think you should change it to really black because you are dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're the darkest one in here. <laughs> you just made Tom stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think man. you should call yourself black at all. Nighttime would be good. <laughs> no, I, I keep tell as I tell Tom, I'm not. <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to actually say really black in a conversation yeah, where they're describing uh, somebody now. Your, <laughs> I can't really tell. black. What's he look like? He's Tom, a really black guy. I'm dark skinned. Yes, my shirt is black, but I'm, I'm really black. But I'm not. But I'm not purple. <laughs> you know, you see, you're not but, black purple. You yeah. see those really dark skin. Yeah, just deep dark. Manu they Bull. Manu Bull was purple. Yes, he was he purple. Purple. Who was that one purple. comedian we had on that uh, he said he wanted to bring more back? He wanted, yes, he wanted to be a Moor. Who was it that said what he wanted to be a Moor? That was very early when we were still at your house. Um, oh, it wasn't Gerard Carmichael. Might have no, been no, it, it wasn't, wasn't him. It, okay. it wasn't that early. That was like episode one. He was one one of the first yeah, four or five episodes of the show. That's right. Gerard is a, Gerard's car, uh, TV show is coming back, by the way. But I, 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 the question I have is, and I've always thought this, do I have time through my life to... to Pick and choose what color you are, what your orientation is, what your gen. I don't have time for all that shit. I want to come and go. I want to get the fuck out. I don't want to be hanging around your store going, well, I'm not going to stand in the line with you because you're blah. I don't have time for all that bullshit. I assume everyone's an asshole, and then if they aren't, it's a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you're an asshole, and then whatever color you are, that's what you are. You're yeah, a black what, asshole. I don't care. <laughs> or, or, or a Filipino asshole. A really black <laughs> asshole. But I mean, I, I just found it. I just found it very strange that two white yeah. guys are telling me that I can't call myself black. And it's like, That's wait a minute. We're, racism is getting to a point where it's just like flipping and turning and being because. You're now telling me I can't even describe myself. Well, this is the thing about it, all this political correctness. I don't think it's about – it's gotten into people just love to be cops. Everybody wants to be the person who can call foul on somebody else. Yep. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing. But when it's somebody who's not doesn't even have a stake in it telling you right. Right. that you made a mistake, it's like, well, no, you're out. You're, you don't, you're not allowed. You're not in this game. See, I think that's exactly what I was saying, Jake, is the fact that I don't have skin in the game, and I don't mean it that way. Just skin in the game is in money on the line. I, I have no involvement in that, so why do I even want it? I don't even want an opinion about that. Well, the I'll good, treat you the same as I treat everybody else. The good news, Tom, is pretty soon white people are going to be in the minority. And then finally, well, really soon, yeah. we will get to start protesting. <laughs> oh, I'm going to bitch like there's no tomorrow. It's going to be nonstop bitching. Oh, shit. Hell no. We won't go. <laughs> Seriously. Is this because you I'm white? Work? Is this because I'm white? Because I'm white? Huh? You motherfucker. Poop Is butt. Is you poopy butt motherfuckers? <laughs> My name is Jake! <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, Fuck that's the cops! So great. I, I once told that to a uh, referee on a, in a hockey game. Yeah. Yes, I play hockey. See, more stereotypes. Yeah, this is getting bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting really bad. Getting and I got Who raised you, man? <laughs> Coming up, and yours truly had a little baby boy on Monday last week. So, the best of still rolled on, though. Brought to you by Bradshaw Bryant with great clips from Seton Smith, Dean Edwards, 
Joe Coy and Jake Johansson. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs>